Tom Swift and the Visitor from Planet X by Victor Appleton II. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, visit LibriVox.org. Chapter 11 An Electrical Christening. What are you talking about, Chow? Tom asked, turning to the old Westerner in amazement. Chow related how he had dropped the bubblegum inside the robot's head. "'Did I ruin the critter?' he asked fearfully. Tom was thoughtful for a moment, frowning as they watched old Thinkbox continue its gyrations. The figure seemed to be calming down somewhat, although Tom could not be sure of this. Suddenly his face brightened. A new thought had just struck the young inventor. To Chow's amazement, Tom slapped the cook happily on the back. "'I think you've done me a favor, Chow,' he exclaimed. "'I have?' the old Texan stared at his young boss, as if not sure whether or not to believe him. "'How come?' "'You saw how old Thinkbox reacted to the gum,' Tom explained. "'That shows the energy really is like a brain. It's responsive and sensitive to conditions of its environment.' especially when coming up against something new and unexpected. "'You mean they don't have bubblegum on Planet X?' Chow asked with a grin. Tom smiled as Bud said, "'This means we should be able to communicate with it.' "'And the brain will probably be able to communicate back to us,' Tom went on excitedly. "'We may even be able to learn about Planet X.' As he spoke, Old Thinkbox's whirling became slower and slower. Finally, it came to rest close to the three humans. "'What do you suppose happened to the gum?' Bud asked. "'Did he chew it all up?' "'It's probably unchanged,' Tom replied. "'Our visitor is used to it now.' Chow was still wide-eyed with awe. He stared at the strange creature as if expecting it to snap at him in revenge for the gum. "'Don't worry, old-timer. Thinkbox won't bite,' Bud teased. "'With that gum spree, he's just been initiated into our American tribal customs,' the pilot grinned. "'Hey, we haven't given him a proper name.' "'You're right,' Tom looked at his pal and chuckled. "'Got any ideas?' "'Hmm, let me see,' Bud scowled and paced about with his hands clasped behind his back. "'Firetop?' John Q. Pyro? But it ain't on fire now, Chow pointed out. Maybe not, but he sure blazed a trail getting here, Bud argued. Tom and Chow countered with several ideas of their own, but nothing seemed suitable until Bud suddenly stopped short and snapped his fingers. I have it. He's a visitor from Planet X, so let's call him X-Man, Bud spelt it out. Perfect. Tom was delighted, and Chow agreed that it seemed a right good moniker. The Texan insisted seriously that if the creature were going to be named, he should also have a proper christening. "'Why not?' Tom agreed, as both boys broke into laughter. Bud also liked the idea. Chow had a troublesome afterthought. He shoved back his sombrero, squinted frowningly at the brain container, 
and scratched his bald head. "'For boat christenings and statues and what not, you break bottles on em, or cut ribbons or pull the sheet off em, the cook said. "'But how in tarnation do you christen a buckaroo from space?' "'Nothing to it, Chow,' Tom assured him. "'We'll do the job up nice and fancy with a display of electricity. "'But first, let's get X-Man over to the lab.' The three loaded the energy container into the pickup truck which had brought it to the hillside spot. Then Tom drove back to Enterprises, and they took X-Man into his private laboratory. Here Tom attached an electrode to each side of the star head. One electrode was safely grounded— the other connected to a Tesla coil. Then, with all lights turned off in the laboratory, Tom threw a switch. Instantly, a dazzling arc of electricity sputtered through the darkness across the creature's head. The eerie display lit up the room with such impressive effect that both Bud and Chow felt their spines tingle. "'I christen you X-Man,' Tom intoned. For several moments he allowed the fiery arc to continue playing about the star head. Then he opened the power switch and turned the room lights back on. "'Wow! Quite a ceremony!' Bud murmured. "'After a send-off like that, I'll be expecting the critter to do great things here on this little old planet Earth,' Chow declared fervently. "'You could be right,' Tom said. Worn out by the long wait for their visitor from Planet X and the excitement following his arrival, Chow finally went off to his own quarters at Enterprises for a well-earned sleep. "'Guess you and I had better get some shut-eye, too, pal,' Tom told Bud. "'And I think I won't tell Dad until morning.' The two boys decided to bunk on cots in the small apartment adjoining Tom's laboratory. X-Man, meanwhile, was left locked in the laboratory with a tiny nightlight showing on him. "'Just a little ray of energy to keep him company,' Tom explained with a chuckle. Minutes later, the two boys were sound asleep. For a while, all was silent. Then the apartment's telephone rang, shattering the stillness. Tom struggled out of the depths of sleep, got up, and groped his way over to the wall phone. "'Tom Swift, Jr. speaking,' a familiar voice said. "'Did it come?' "'Oh, hi, Dad,' Tom replied, yawning. "'Yes, X-Man arrived in fine shape. We've put him to bed. Tell you all about it tomorrow morning.' "'Okay, Tom.' As Tom hung up, Bud roused and switched on a lamp. He had wakened in time to catch only part of Tom's words. "'Your father?' he inquired. Tom nodded sleepily and was about to go back to bed. But Bud, still fascinated by the space visitor, decided to have a peek at X-Man. He got up and opened the door to the laboratory. A yell from him brought Tom rushing to his side. "'Hey! It's gone!' The spot by the nightlight where they had left X-Man was now deserted. Tom found a wall switch and pressed it. As light from the overhead fluorescent tubes flooded the room, the boys gave laughing cries of relief. Old Thinkbox had merely moved himself to another corner of the room. "'Guess he didn't like the little chum we left on for him,' Bud said with a chuckle. "'Let's leave him where he is,' Tom agreed. The two boys went back to the adjoining apartment and were soon asleep again. 
Several hours later, they were rudely awakened by a loud crash of glass and a heavy thud. "'Something's happened to X-Men!' Tom cried. With Bud at his heels, the young inventor dashed into the laboratory. End of Chapter 11 Next Episode Chapter 12 X-Man Takes Orders